Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to season two of Tea and Pepper Soup. My name is Moyatubani Akista and I am so excited to be back. It truly has been great to just take some time and rest before kind of starting um, a new season. A lot has happened as far as internal things that I've been pondering on, thinking about, um, relationships I've been building, exploring, and just super excited for what season two has to offer. Um, season two is really about kind of digging deeper into some of the things we talked about in season one, but also with a twist, um, hoping to bring some really dynamic, interesting people who I consider really close to me to share their thoughts on different life happenings as it relates to social entrepreneurship and social impact. Because as you know, that's what tea and pepper soup is all about. Really excited about what season two has to offer and the, you know, different conversations that are going to come out and just the type of things that I'm going to learn as much as y'all are going to learn um, from people and really take away. So I hope you're as excited as I am um, and just and just soaking up all of this goodness that is going to be season two. So as I shared, you already know, for those of you who've been um, following the podcast in season one, thank you. Welcome back. For those of you who are new, feel free to go back to season one and check out some of the things that I've talked about and brought on the podcast. But the focus really of Tea and Pepper Soup is to share the social impact and entrepreneurship journey from my perspective through the lens of faith and wellness. I'm a woman of faith. I'm a very uh, strong believer um, in Jesus Christ and um, everything that goes with just being a Christian. And it's very, very key to my work. I'm also very firm on wellness and self-care and I incorporate that in the various topics that I tackle in my podcast. So if this is the type of space that you are looking for, if you're the type of person who's curious about social impact, social entrepreneurship work and how it operates within the lens of faith and wellness, then this is the space for you. If you're the person who is doing social impact and social entrepreneurship work and thinking of how does faith play into all of this? How does faith fuel the work? How does wellness fuel the work? Um, how does it help us think through some of the things that we're doing um, as we impact communities and change lives globally? Then this is the space for you. Um, it's very much so from a personal narrative perspective because I believe in, in the power of storytelling, particularly as a woman. Um, so welcome. So the summer months were really good for me because I was really able to rest, recuperate, and think about what the last few months of 2019 were going to look like for me. Um, I'm always very intentional, particularly in the month of August. Everything shuts down. I tell everybody I need a break, right? So from um, my ministry, my women's ministry that I'm a part of, I said to everyone, I need a break. Don't put me on the calendar to my work, telling them, like putting out of office things up. And of course, I don't teach um, in the summertime unless there is some type of an online teaching component of some sort. I really try to take the summer to myself to just really decompress and be ready for the new school year. So 
thinking of how to be very intentional about dancing to my own beat uh, as we enter into Q4, into quarter four at the end of the year, it was really important for me to think of how to beat my own drum and how to end my year with minimal drainage and stress. So I decided to spend a lot of time in prayer, resting and reading the word of God and truly understanding what God wanted me to do in this season. One of the things I know is the popular thing to do at the end of the year is to put on this unnecessary pressure of quote unquote crushing your goals or quote unquote we only have three months left to the year. But to be honest, if you've had a yearly plan of how you've been implementing your milestones for the year, it shouldn't feel like a rush. It shouldn't feel like unnecessary pressure. It should just feel like you're going along. Yeah, there might be one or two things that maybe didn't work out or maybe some things came on your plate. But overall, I'm hoping that we are all in a really good place. And if you're not feeling like you're in a good place, I hope this podcast will help you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm calling this Accomplishing Your End Goals with Gentleness. I know, right? It's such a different paradigm of how people actually approach year end. But I've just been in this space of like rest. And from the faith perspective, rest is so important to God for his children. There are seasons of rest where God actually tells us to wait. There are seasons of rest where God actually tells us to rest our burdens and to rest our anxieties on him because he then does what he needs to do in our lives for things to function. Rest also kind of uh, situates itself in wellness. And you all know that's a big thing for me is self-care. So I've been thinking a lot about rest. I've been thinking about how we don't glamorize rest enough or talk about rest enough, especially as young African women, especially as young black women, especially as millennials. I think a lot of times we are constantly thinking of how to make things happen, how to push things out, how to churn things out. And then by the time you realize you're burnt out, like you're burnt out, your doctor's telling you, like, you got to slow down. Your family's telling you, like, what's going on. Your friends are telling you, like, you're MIA. And your body's telling you, like, yo, bruh, you've been pushing too hard and I need you to pump the brakes or I'm going to give out on you. And I don't want myself or anyone in my community that listens to this podcast to be at that point come December where you're not really enjoying your Christmas holiday because you're so drained and all you want to do is sleep. Or you're in November and you're feeling like, I can't push out one more report because you're just so drained. So there's some things that have worked for me over the last couple of years because I felt like I have become even more intentional towards the end of the year of how I make sure that I I accomplish what I, I've set out to accomplish in that year, but I don't do it... Um, and burn myself out and I do it with gentleness and kindness. So I wanted to kind of share some of the things that have worked for me and some of the things I am going to be reinforcing in this season and I truly hope it helps you all. As usual, there's always um, kind of like a back story that I like to share uh, kind of before we get started. So I, I'd like to start with, with this, you know, when the beginning of the year started, I was, I think I was relatively okay energy wise. And then there's always this point in the middle of the year where you start to feel tired, 
start to feel like, wow, this is a lot happening. You start to feel drained, right? And then summer comes. I started realizing there were some projects I was working on that were really, really, really taxing on me energy-wise. And they weren't really producing much outcome or output of fruit. And I had to really step back completely and say, okay, what is this doing for the overall goal? What is this doing for the overall work that I'm doing? And is it really benefiting anything? And I remember physically feeling sick um, at some point this year where my body just was like, I can't, girl. Like you. And this was also at the time where I wasn't doing much exercise. I wasn't really paying attention to. I was just on go mode. And I think that was really around the time that I did a significant amount of international travel at the beginning of first quarter. So by second quarter, I started to tank a bit. That's when I realized that, okay, we got to pull back the ropes on this and do things differently this year. And so I did. I did. I shaved off a lot of things. I um, triaged a lot of things to different people on my different teams to say, hey, can you handle this? Can you hold this? Can you do this? I think a lot of times we don't ask for help and so we don't get it, you know. And so, yeah, I wanted to really... Um, talk about that today. I wanted to talk about some of the things that I've been doing and will reinforce in this last quarter that I hope will help everybody. So the first is, how do I really plan to accomplish my goals by December 2019 with optimal gentleness to my spirit and to my soul? The first is I, I've decided to do is to take rest breaks frequently each month so we have this myth um i don't know who sold this story to anybody but we have this story in our minds that you work for long periods of time and then you take this chunk of like a vacation and that's supposed to like fix everything and the reality is i don't find that it does i think what happens is we push ourselves we push 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 we take this chunk of time out whether it's two three weeks but then when we come back, we push, 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 and then we hit another kind of burnout session. So it's like, how do we then pace ourselves, do what we need to do to accomplish our goals, but ensure that there is a, a period of just rest and a culture of rest that is within our work ethic, okay? Take breaks each month. So the first is, as I begin to close out on my projects for this year my plan is to really take smaller breaks so one week breaks weekend breaks every here and there and this works for me and I think for working professionals since the idea of taking super long breaks sometimes it's not really a reality for most people so far I've decided that I'll be working um and really scheduling days that I'm resting so for instance the month of this month of September um, we have a women's retreat for uh, my women's ministry. The next month, I have something that I'm going to be traveling for, but it's a conference in like a really beautiful place that involves, it's not really like your typical conference. It involves a lot of relaxation and just relationship building. The following month, I have something as well that is in the form of a retreat um, that involves a lot of reflection and rest. 
and then in December that's birthday month so I know some I'm gonna have to put something in there at some point whether it's like a spa weekend or some or something just to relax so I've really been thinking about this I've been thinking a lot about how we need to be intentional about rest breaks especially in quarter four because I think quarter four is where we experience that kind of checkout burnout right where you're like oh, I'm done and you start checking out on things and you don't even know you're checking out but things that need to get done and I found that when I rest and I take that time to intentionally rest whether it's a week whether it's a weekend when I come back I'm ready to do one more thing I'm ready to take on one more task so um, I'm excited about the next three to four months and the amount of rest and relaxation that will be happening in various serene environments. And I'll definitely share, you know, but I'm really excited because that also prepares you for kind of the next year. The more rest you get in the third, in the last quarter of the year, the more the juices start to flow for what the following year could look like. Because your creative senses are, you know, working, right? The second is don't add anything new to your plate. So this is something I think can be difficult for some people and even for myself, but it's so necessary. It's so necessary. And it also involves removing things off your plate that are not yielding fruit. Earlier this year, I was serving in a key kind of strategic role that just felt really pointless for different reasons. Um, I felt like my outputs were really strong, uh, but I didn't feel like the support really was there to really do what the vision that I wanted to implement was and so at some point I had to make a really tough decision to let go of that particular role and I had to shift it off of my plate why did I have to shift it off of my plate because if when something doesn't yield outcomes or feels you know very fruitless it becomes very difficult for you to really do your work and sometimes those are the things that really sap your energy and so I'm very intentional also about like removing the things that don't make sense. And I remember there was a time I really struggled with this. I would have like three or four different like consultancy jobs on, on the plate plus, you know, teaching plus, you know, advisory board roles, like things like that. And I just have gotten to that point where I have become very minimalist on the things that are on my plate. Why is it important to not add anything new on your plate in this season? It's because of focus. You need focus and you need to conserve your energy as much as possible. The third thing is tune out everyone and everything that doesn't serve the point of the last four months of the year. I think this can also be difficult because, you know, when I speak of everyone and everything, I'm, I'm referring to year-end grind messages that sometimes come up reminding you, hey, you only have three months left of the year. It's time to really set boundaries for what you want to see manifest in 2020. The only way you can see what, it, what needs to manifest in 2020 is to really be strict about who you're giving your energy to and what you're giving your energy to. Um, not everyone likes boundaries, right? Because they don't know how to set boundaries. I think a lot of times people struggle with boundaries because they have never experienced the 
the positives of boundaries in their lives. So when you set a boundary and say, actually, I can't listen to you vent for two hours about this issue that you're having that I have no solutions to, or I can't, you know, take on, you know, this thing you're talking about that's causing me quite a lot of anxiety, um, or I can't listen to this negativity uh, on this news channel right now because by the time I'm done, I'm going to feel drained and unmotivated. You literally have to learn to tune out the things that are not fueling your work and that are not fueling your lives. So anything negative, anything that serves as a distraction, anything that just is not pushing you forward to really get to the end goal for the year, you have to tune it out. Okay. The fourth thing I want to share is work on celebrating your milestones that you have achieved earlier on this year. You know, one of the things one of the things I've tried to do this year, I don't even know if I've been super on it this year, but I think I've I've done relatively well, is to really document my successes, each my milestones, each quarter. And so towards the end of the year, I do this exercise where I basically write a journal on the things and write down as many things that God has blessed me to be able to accomplish throughout the year. And I write it down and I celebrate those things. I celebrate them with God. I celebrate them with by myself. And then I find ways to celebrate and hang out with peers um, just around, around those things. So sometimes we don't take that time to step back and say, oh, wow, I a lot has been accomplished this year. Why don't I celebrate? Why don't I? Wow, that was really dope. I was able to establish that partnership. I was able to set up that board. I was able to recruit those team members. I was able to push out that program I've always been trying to push out. I was able, all by the grace of God, I was able to do X, Y, and Z, right? Being able to really stand in your light and stand in your successes and stand in your joys is so critical for this time of the year because what could end up happening is there's so much happening with people around you that if you take your eyes off of your own goalpost and your own ball, you can easily get sucked into other people's lives, right? And you know my whole thing about like comparison, like just don't do it. Like focus on your own stuff and celebrate. And celebrating your milestones and your successes really helps you focus. It helps you get that vim and that zest to continue now to finish the year really strong. So do that. Do that often. Even if it's weekly, sit down and write three things that you feel like you've accomplished for the week and then do something more so like from January to September here is everything that I've accomplished this year that I'm super excited about you can do it in a video you can have fun with it like you can journal you can do it in a video you can do it on a podcast yourself and just keep it for yourself you can do an animation whatever works for you and watch it and maybe share it with family members, share it with friends and say, Hey, these are all the cool things I accomplished this year. I think sometimes as women accomplishments and success sometimes is so much aligned with family goals and things like that, that sometimes the other things get overshadowed, right? And there's nothing wrong with celebrating the family goals and things that you've done for those of you who, you know, are married or in partnerships or have children. And even for those who are single 
and dating there's nothing wrong with celebrating hey i date i've been dating this guy for eight months and things are going like there's nothing wrong with that but i think there's also an importance of celebrating our career milestones and our projects and things like that that have really taken off and the things that we've done um that really make us who we are and so i think really take that time to do that um the fifth i want to say is talk less and just do more one of the things I really, really appreciated about the month of August was quiet. I was just in a lot of stillness and in a lot of quiet. And because of that, I got to hear a lot of what the spirit was telling me to move forward on and to do. So in this season, I have entered into, it really is a season of minimalism and quiet for me. So anything that feels loud, anything that feels too much chatter, I, I just can't engage with it. And also for myself, I'm talking less and doing more. That's always been my mantra, but it's turned up to a whole nother level in this season. Um, why do I do that? To stay focused, to avoid speaking too fast about things that don't need to be spoken about until God is ready to release them. Um, I'm somebody who shares a lot because I work um, a significant amount in the digital space, but I'm also a really private person. And I, and that includes everything, every area of my life. Um, it's important to practice wisdom and to practice discernment. And not everybody needs to be invited to the party. And not everybody needs to be invited to the dinner table. And not everybody needs to be invited to the brunch table, right? There's different seasons of your life where there's celebration and everybody can come and celebrate with you. There's different seasons of your life where there's a lunch and only a few people can come at the lunch table. There's seasons of your life where there's a brunch, it's a smaller table, right? And there's seasons of your life where it's just you and God. And that's what this season feels like. Um, it's really just being in, in quiet, listening to the voice of God and really moving forward in what I'm trying to do in my life. So talk less and do more. Yeah. Last but not least, number six, ask for help. <laughs> ask for help. Ask for help. Ask for help. Man, I have been in the African women, African girl space for as long as I can remember. That is my identity. One of my identities. One of the things I know, I know, I'm not saying it's like, I don't know, I think, no. One of the things I know is that we struggle as black women as african women to ask for help is a difficult thing i don't know what it is and i think some of it is societal some of it is how we're raised some of it is what we constantly have to carry on a daily basis but in this season it's really important to ask for help um it's important to ask for help and it's important to Get the help and receive the help and not feel guilt about the help. When you need, when you're overwhelmed with watching those kids and you just want to have a day in with you and your hubby or just you by yourself, ask one of your girlfriends to babysit. When you're feeling overwhelmed with that particular project and you can't take on that particular piece of the project, tell your teammates, I'm at my bandwidth. I can't take that on. I need you guys' help. 
that's why you have a team. And I've learned that a lot over the years, that I can't do everything by myself. And it, for anything to be sustainable, including me, I need to ask for help. For me, the first person to ask for help is God. God, God, God is my present help in my time of need. So I ask God for help. I say, God, I need strength. God, I need direction. God, I need wisdom. God, I need clarity. I ask him for help first. And then I ask my circle of people who pray for me for help. I say, pray for me because I believe in God for this and this. I also ask my team members for help on projects. Hey, we're working on this thing, but I can't hold this on my own. Can we create a consortium so we can look at X, Y, and Z? Hey, I'm trying to, you know, register this uh program in this and this way can you help me can you hold this piece hey do you mind raising that budget for that retreat that we're going on because i can't do everything on my own you have to ask for help because what happens is people perceive you as a doer and as a i'm seen as somebody who is constantly quote unquote achieving their goals and making impact and when you're seen as that the tendency for people to think that you can do anything and everything is super high. And part of the work is dispelling that myth to people. Part of my work has been that. It's like, no, I'm a human being. I need help. No, I can't do that. No, sorry. I need your help to make this happen. I can't do it by myself. And so that's been really helpful for me in this season. So those are some of the things I really wanted to share as we really start off this new season and why are they important as i said number one focus is critical in this season to really accomplish your goal you have to remain focused you have to really understand what is it that you're doing right that's number one number two you get to actually accomplish your goals when you put these measures in place right so you get to accomplish your goals and you get to end of the year really strong number three your health and your wellness, you feel better, you sleep better, you function better, right? And then number four, your community thrives, yourself and your community thrives, right? Like for those of you who play different roles, we all play different roles. For me, you know, my role as a social change agent, my role as a social entrepreneur, my role as a daughter, my role as a wife and partner, my role as an executive director, my role as a mentee. There's so many roles to play. And the only way we can fully give ourselves, our whole selves to those roles is to really, really set the systems in place to ensure that we're being gentle with ourselves, we're being gentle with our work, and we're being gentle with our community. So, I'm so excited for season two, y'all. Y'all don't even know. I'm so excited. Welcome for those of you who have just joined. Um, again, check out season one. It's so bomb. Season two is going to be off the chain. I'm not just saying it because of my podcast, but like, it's just going to be really good. The things that God has been laying on my spirit to talk about, just amazing. And the people he's been telling me to bring on and chat, I can't wait. So with that being said, thank you all for joining me for the first episode of season two of Tea and Pepper Soup. Again, my name is Moyatu Banyakista and I'll see you soon. Goodbye. Also, 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 remember we are on 
iTunes. We are on Spotify. We are also on my website at moyatubanya.com. You can catch it. You can stream it. You can download it um, on iTunes. Please leave us like uh, love. If you have anything you want to see on the show, hit us up. If you, you know, email moyatubanya at gmail.com, moyatubanya at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. If you see yourself being a part of this show and want to chat, just drop me a, a call. Um, sorry, not a call, an email. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at Moyatubanya. So, like, I'm really everywhere digitally. And, yeah, talk to y'all soon. Bye.